0: Everybody, welcome back to the Purple Friday show that the Ravens get a win across the pond. Uh, But first, we want to have our co-host Trey was there, there in London, London town, you know, all week, you know, taking in the festivities and stuff. And just let us know, you know, what the vibe was and, you know, uh, how the NFL, I guess, throws things in. In these seasons I said I haven't gone to the international series game yet so I don't know what the what they do with the festivities and everything else keep everybody engaged in these games so how was it you know before the game and then during the game how that all went down?
1: yeah it was uh it was, it was a really 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 good experience you can tell that they're starting to get used to hosting these games over there um, the NFL did you know a really really great job with um, just organizing all the, the events surrounding the game. Um, leading up to the game during the game like it, it was they, they really hosted it really really well to the point where i think um you know obviously they're going to keep increasing the amount of games they're going to be having over there and things like that they they kind of mastered it at this point and this being for this season specifically this was the i believe the third game uh, the third london game but this is like the second game they had in that specific stadium at tottenham um hotspur arena and that and they did it well i mean before the game my whole thing you know when i travel for these games or whatever the case may be my big thing i want to i want to make sure that i'm able to get the full experience i want to tailgate with the fans i want to you know visit whatever whatever sites i need to see but the tailgate situation when you pull up um it's it was crazy it was, it was almost like you know how um in a, you know out here depending on where you're at the tailgate is usually like in a parking lot and then you just you yeah. know love on the back of the cars and the grilling and you're drinking and all that stuff. It for this stadium is one big strip. So everyone catches the train to the stadium really. Partly anyone's driving to the to the stadium is everyone's on a train. So it's it's kind of crazy, but if you get there early enough it was doable. We got there like a good two and a half hours early, maybe maybe pushing three hours early. So we were down there and it was already kind of madness. But when we when we got to the to the stadium it's like a strip and it's literally just all pubs bars um restaurants the whole nine and it's just a free-for-all like everyone's just you know loading up on beers and food and it's it it wasn't like a parking lot type situation it was kind of like you're just chilling on like a bourbon street type type situation before the game so that was kind of crazy because i'm like i'm sitting here like wow like people about to walk into the stadium blasted because this, it's just so easily accessible it's not like super long lines to anything you know that they're, they're getting you in and out like you know you're ordering your stuff you're just walking London, man. London. It, was, it was great <laughs> like that part of it was great and um the ravens fans we travel really really well we dominated the stadium. Um, I rewatched the broadcast today and and it kind of confirmed what I felt while I was there was that it was definitely more Ravens fans than it were Titans fans. Obviously it was a London game, so every a lot of teams, all 32, were kind of represented there in some form or fashion. But the Ravens dominated that um, you know, as far as the fans traveling, the Ravens definitely came in full force. Definitely had a lot more fans there than than the Titans did, even though it was technically a Titans home game. Definitely felt like home um walking into the arena. And then yeah, once we once we got into the arena, um very clean, efficient, cashless arena, you know, so everything's very speedy. You tap in your car, get your stuff, you out of there. They fill up the beers from the bottom of the cup. You sit them on these platforms and the beer just loads up. It rises to the top. I got a video of it, I'll show you guys later. Um Yeah, and and that's really all they were selling. I don't think they were selling like cocktails. It was just beers. You just what beer you want and it was just it was just that the the, the one thing was a little weird it was a couple of fans like when they get excited and you know I, I chatted with a lot of a lot of local um locals and that that were there and you know I guess maybe the sign of respect they offer you to drink some beer from their cup and I'm, I just had to deny a whole lot of fans like no thank you I'm good and, but I don't know if that was disrespectful or what. But, yeah, they were like, man, have a, have a pint. And they'll they just hand you your cup of beer that they've been sipping on. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, thank you, I'm good. But besides that, everything was cool. Even the bathroom lines went quick, man. Like, it was, everything's just so much more efficient over there, just as far as, like, the stadium experience. And then, um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a cold game. I think the high was supposed to be, like, 52. As soon as I sat down on my section, we got sun, like, the whole first quarter and a half. So it was just – it was actually kind of hot um For a while, by halftime, it was kind of was like the regular temperature, but there wasn't really any wind blowing either, so it was pretty much comfortable the whole game. Only thing I was worried about was, you know, that turf field. They got a 100% turf field over there, and as excited as I was for the game, I was just hoping that we came out without, you know, any injuries and things like that. And I think we, you know, we we did we did get out of that game safely. I think Simpson uh, Simpson might have went down for a bit but he, he returned back to that game but yeah man overall just great experience the fans are great you can tell the fans are getting used to this like you know the London fans we used to watch it on TV it just kind of looked real confusing like they don't even know what they're cheering <laughs> cheering for but they they have some real fans over there they, they know the game and yeah I, I the the feeling is just that everyone just waiting around um just Every year, they're just hoping that their team gets to play um, in London. So, yeah, it it was definitely a dope experience. Um, Definitely enjoyed the game. And, uh, yeah, just glad we came out with the W. That was just a cherry on top. but I enjoyed myself regardless. Nice. That's
0: dope. Yeah, it's a – I haven't been blessed enough. Even though I was – when I was in London, we didn't – we were trying to go to a game West Ham was playing – Chelsea, I think it was, and we didn't, we couldn't get tickets to the game. Apparently, it's like for soccer fan, for soccer fans in London, especially people that live there, get priority. So if you come from out of the, out of the country and stuff, like it's almost like it's a crapshoot getting tickets. So, but I heard like the stadiums there are just like real, like it's amazing how much you know attention they pay to actual fan experience mm-hmm. versus how the NFL is more worried about how much money they can get out of you (laughs) without giving you the extra stuff like it's a whole other thing
1: yeah yeah and you can tell it was still like NFL production like London they do let the NFL just take over and
2: nice
1: typical you know like whatever whatever the Titans did does in their home stadium in Nashville Mm -hmm. or in Tennessee what, 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 yeah they, they they do the exact same um intros the the music that they play they they pretty much went with the whole thing so if it was a ravens home game it would have, it probably would have mimicked exactly what mt bank would have looked like so i thought that yeah. was really cool as well so uh, yeah that was dope
0: um so uh i mean during the course of the game uh from where, from where you were sitting and stuff did it we, we know you know once they got to i think after that derrick henry run um and what was it the the pick that you know lamar threw and they scored a touchdown off that did it kind of feel in the arena that feel like here we go again like <laughs> this is the Steelers game all over again like i was like oh i was listening on the radio on the way home i was like i kind of already accepted myself like,
1: they lose, they lose. it it felt like it but at the same time it kind of didn't i think the one thing when you're playing the titans the the difference with a lot of those games where we were you know those leads were getting those leads were getting blown um it was mainly because of the quarterback and Tannehill. at up to that point had been playing like garbage malik um what's his name malik uh Willis. willis willis came in our defense beat him up as well. I didn't really, you know, Derrick Henry is a great running back, but it's, it's not like, he could have, you know, at some point you got to watch the clock. And I don't even think they had time end of that game. They even, you know, use him as a, as a method to, to come back in. But yeah, can't say I wasn't nervous when the score was 18 and 15. I mean, you know, at that point we should have had a few touchdowns. We won't like one for six or seven or something from the residence. So yeah, I was nervous because we couldn't get in the end zone, but I wasn't nervous because of Tannehill or Malik Willis. That that part made me, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was concerned with the way our defense had to that point. But I, I will say that direct snap to Derrick Henry when he, he took that. like I think I don't they know. got him. He, got him. Yeah. he picked everybody up. <laughs> that
0: one had me a little bit shook. Because yeah. I looked back at the game and they showed the replay. That was Patrick Queen's responsibility to hit that gap. And when he made fake the pitch back, Queen just left. Queen yeah. thought they were going the other way and it was wide open. Yeah. And basically Marcus Williams over here tackling people with his, like, fingertips and whatnot. <laughs> it felt like it looked it, it, watching him because I only heard it on the radio. And I think I was just watching you guys on the chat and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, he's out here really playing with one hand. I'm like, really? And I'm watching the game during lunch or whatever. I'm like, yo, he really is out there, yeah. playing with one hand because there were two. I wa- there were two opportunities in that game where he could have had picks. Easy. Yeah, if he had his both his hands working, yeah. Yeah. those are picks. But yeah. he, he can only knock it away, and the other one I think he dove across and knocking like, yeah. If
1: he's
0: if he has both his
1: hands, man, pick. And that, and that tackle, he's like he's tackling Henry that touchdown saving tackle that he made, he's tackling with one, one arm with his shoulder, and you can tell he's trying to protect himself yeah. from the other. Uh, shoulder getting contact so he's like doing two double duty there yeah and whatever brace he has on yeah it's it's made to restrict his certain movement. movements so yeah. it's like you're it's even protecting him from even if he wanted to try to make a move he to, can't
0: right the brace is
1: always- keeping his arm in in a certain place yeah. so i don't know how he's doing it i mean but he's he still made two great plays i mean yeah, that yeah. game saving touchdown yeah. that that touchdown that he uh made on him i mean the tackle i'm sorry they made on Henry, and also that that knockaway, that that breakup, broken up pass with the one arm. Those are two yeah, phenomenal plays that we needed. But it, it, like you said, it could have been could have been six as well. It could have been an interception. So, so. yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was saying yeah. Like I was looking at the replay of the uh, the knock the the batted ball, and it looked like he just lunged his arm out there just to try to get something there like the, the positioning of it was like he could have picked it off if he had two good arms yeah. but he's like i'm just throwing out whatever i got mm-hmm. but he still was able to knock it away i mean look it, it the restrictiveness of that brace reminds me of when ray lewis tore his bicep i can't remember if it was our super bowl year or before that this
0: super bowl oh yeah of, it was like three weeks before that that wild card game against the colts and I yeah. think they gave him the option. They were like, you can either wear the one with the restrictor on it or you can wear this, like, transformer like brace it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> the brace. They went all the way up to his shoulder. Because um, there were times in the game where he had to readjust or whatever, but he was like, I want I want full motion. So he, he opted to wear that the robotic brace thing. Terminator brace, as I call it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So Who he had that Marcus
2: option. Stuff? Like, he... I mean, if if playing like a Raven was a person right now, it'd be Marcus Williams, man, because he's just throwing yeah. his body out there, doing yeah. whatever he needs to be done. You know, unlike, you know, some other NFL players, <laughs>
0: Anthony Richardson,
2: um, <laughs> oh, who's just, you know, taking season in the surgery. But, you know, mm, kudos to yeah. Marcus.
0: Um well look, it might be a it might be a blessing in disguise that he got his hamstring injury because I feel like Harbaugh would have just kept him out there. And I'm like, I don't wanna I, I As as much as I like Marcus Williams, I don't want him out there if he's only be playing with one arm. Like, if there are opportunities, especially in the game where he's going to be able to make like a get a turnover or something, but he can only, he can't get it because he only has one arm. I'm like, it, it yeah. could be one of those game savings. I'm like, but then, you know, once Marcus goes down the hamstring, here comes Gino. Like it was actually a Gino play. It was Kyle Hamilton already gotten out of the, the uh, ejection. Um, mm-hmm. And Gino Stone comes flying out of nowhere <laughs> mm-hmm. and gets the interception. Uh, he's what three interceptions now? I think he's tied for the league lead. Um, yeah. Big Gino. No one, no one thought Gino Geno's been balling, man. I can't look. There's, there's, everybody's been saying it on the radio. There's, there's no reason why he's he should not be on the field yeah. at this point. Like he's getting turnovers. Yeah. Like when they, because remember the Titans during that dr- were driving down the field at that point. Ravens, I think, had only still had a five point lead. They were driving down the field, and Geno comes out of nowhere. And I I looked at that play again. I replayed it a couple times. Marlon got beat on that play by the tight end. Yeah, the tight end was ahead. Like he beat him on that play. If if Ryan Tannehill throws a better ball there, that could be a touchdown. Like if he throws it to him in stride, that's a touchdown because that that tight end had like a few yards in between him and Marlon. But luckily for Marlon, Geno came out of nowhere and gets that ball. So. Um and then they ended up kicking the field goal. And it, it, it definitely puts them up, I think, by eight at mm-hmm. that point. So um I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Now, a lot of people uh had some criticisms about the, the ejection of Kyle Hamilton. No one really no one really had an issue with the, the flag. Like okay, it was helmet to helmet, they're gonna call it every time. But it was like, you're gonna eject them? Even the even the guys on the radio were like, You're gonna eject him for that? Like I, I've seen guys getting hit in the head all year this year same kind of hits never got ejected and one of the guys made a good point um, on the radio was like you know this is the london game it's a nationally broadcast game on the nfl network and you know they're trying to market this game across to another group of people in another country another continent and they don't want to bring that brand of football to that side that side of the pond they said they said frankly they're like frankly if this, was, if this was a one o'clock game or even a four o'clock game no they wouldn't have cared he have gotten the flag he was still been in the game but because of where it was and when it was is why he got ejected so it was like which is why here we are sitting wednesday everybody's expecting you know is he gonna get suspended for a week because of that hit i haven't heard anything if anything he's gonna probably get a fine and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll continue to play um what did you guys when you when you try you were there then the ejection happened you guys everybody i was confused they were like is he ejected like what's going on yeah
1: yeah i think um <clears throat> Yeah, and I, I did just hear about. it, um, I think earlier today they, they said he's unlikely to be suspended, so it sounds like it's just probably gonna be a fine, um, probably a couple of fines. Um, when I when I was at the game, obviously I thought the ejection was re- ridiculous. I mean, I didn't think at that point that you made like yes, yeah, nationally, you know, it's an international game, um, nationally televised, all of that. That that all makes sense. But from the from the stands, I didn't couldn't tell how crazy it was. But he did show the replay. And I was like, "Oh wow, that was a crazy hit!" But I still didn't think it warranted an ejection at that point, until today when I when I saw the whole game back, when the broadcast, and I realized the first guy, I think it was a tight end, Josh, was it Josh Wiley? Wiley, Josh yeah, Wiley. he hit him good Josh, too. Josh mm-hmm. Wiley. Um, he was getting tackled, I think, by PQ and one other player. They they already had him, you know, he was going down, and Kyle Hamilton came out of nowhere and just smashed him like right right on the helmet and he got a concussion from that so the fact that that happened in the same game and then you put this hit that was even worse than that one right after it in the same game okay that that warrants an ejection I, I couldn't yeah maybe uh, maybe i kept that in the back pocket like yeah, if I he think, does it again yeah and i don't even think know. they called him for the for the first yeah they didn't flag it but even though they didn't call it i think you know you you put two guys out of the game i mean two yeah. concussions you they're, they're going to do that every single time so even if the flag wasn't there he you know getting ejected i guess is still warranted um but he's going to pay a hefty hefty price so i'm not mad at the injection ejection after you know re it while i was there and throwing beers back of course i was pissed but after <laughs> i <laughs> after i um Came back home, settled down to rewatch it. I'm like, oh, okay. He knocked two of their players out with concussions, both of them on offense. Yeah, it's it was pretty much warranted. But his, he's going to feel it in his pockets because he's going to get a fine for both of those hits. And you know, hopefully he, he continues to come with that 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 passion, that that heat on the field. I don't want this to d- deter his play because that's keep a hitting, great man. Great part, big part of his game right now, and I want to keep seeing it. But obviously, you know, hopefully he can just find a safer way to do it. They
0: said too, like when I, when I looked back at it, and they said if the way Wiley got up a little woozy, but it, they were they kind of checked him when he got to the sideline. When Chris Moore was getting up, like his he was clearly concussed. Like his hand was doing this. Like he was he was even the, even the teammates because usually teammates are they want guys if you guys want to keep playing, right? They usually like if they don't want to draw too much attention to themselves that they get hurt like that. But even his teammates were like, nah, nah, man, like no, you. you you're 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 in trouble like you you need to stop like (laughs) he was trying to get there whatever they were like seeing that on TV I think also was like yeah we gotta we gotta
1: um yeah luckily they got a bye week because they they did say they both both these guys did enter the protocol
0: so oh wow yeah yeah And look I mean it, it neither one looked in like I'm gonna knock you out like it's just I'm gonna I'm trying to make a play uh and the, look the ravens especially the way they play defense and their brand of football is you know this a gang tackling thing they everybody circles to the ball they find the ball here is and everybody just hits he hits the guy like they just it's what they do and it's like look at the end of the day i've always i've always said you know with the nfl and, you know these guys are aware of the dangers of the game they know they've been playing since wee, since high school like it's part of the game it's one of those things you know it's you're gonna get hit you're gonna you're gonna get a concussion at some point like whether it be a teammate, we've seen we've seen guys do friendly fire. Where they knock their own player out. Like you know, yeah. it's it part of the game. You know, we got guys running at four three speeds and full speed. Like I mean, guys are gonna get hit. It's gonna get hurt. But um, yeah,
2: and that's not a big thing. I mean, it's it's really just an adjustment in his technique because I was looking at the replay again just now, and his head was ducked all the way down. I mean, you you get your head up. I don't think you get the same. I don't think you get the same hit. You don't get the ejection. So, it's just small technique stuff. But I love the passion, man. Like you said, Trey, I love the passion. Um, So, I hope he keeps hitting. Yeah.
0: Look, and also, uh, Matty BK had, uh, I think, what, two and a half sacks in that game. Um, I think he got a sack and a half last week, too. Like, in the last two weeks, Matty BK has been balling. Like, he's been phenomenal in the interior line. You know, the, it, it, the first couple games he struggled, was getting personal fouls, and you know it seems like he was being—it was frustrating for him. But now he's kind of locked in. To Clowney was still doing his thing out there. Um, Kyle Van Noy has been like—he's been a huge asset. And he's only played two games now for the Ravens. But uh, that's what they—but they said you know he's a having a veteran presence out there on that line, especially with how young they are, um, is showing you know, the 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 experience is, is needed. Like He may not necessarily know the playbook, but he knows the schemes. Like, he knows the zones. He knows all that other stuff. He knows what to look for. And so he's like, I'll learn the playbook as I go along, but as I'm out there, you know, I can kind of feel things out and see where they are. Um, but he even talked about um, that one, I think towards the end of the game, uh, Roquan made a play where he let the guy get up. The guy was on the ground. He lets him get up, knowing they can't run not run. they can't at that point, run the clock out. Lets him get up and then tackles him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were like that—the kind of IQ play. They were like, "I have never seen anybody do something like that before." But <laughs> you see, Roquan sit there and watch him. be like, "All right," because he knows if I touch him here, then it's going to be right, right down, like right before the two-minute warning, right, right before. And then he lets him get up, run a couple seconds off. Bam, and it's like 158, 157 left. It's like, and that's wasted. Can't really do anything with it. So it's like, you can't get another playoff. So I was like, the, 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 the awareness uh-huh. that. Roquan has right now is like next, this next up. Um, outside of Fred Warner, I don't know if there's another better linebacker, better linebacker right now. Mm-mm. Um, he has Michael Parsons, but he kind of floats around. He's just all around defensive player. He's like a, um, he's like he's an an edge. He's yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's an edge. He's more of a pass rusher, but yeah, outside of like just how you know, impactful he's been, uh, for the Ravens, especially this year, I don't know if there's a better person right Baby now. Maybe Ray. Um, now on the offensive side of the ball um look it's the same story we've been seeing and they said now i think the ravens are two and nine to their last red zone attempts uh going into the game though i think they said they were top five the top five of zone percentage. um and that i mean that's from the first few four or five games right i mean they were running these lamar quarterback draws or you know option plays or whatever up the middle and it's, it's working to a team all of a sudden now, the last three weeks, it feels like they just – I, something tells me that's a Harbaugh thing. Harbaugh doesn't want – he's like, I don't want Lamar doing that. Anymore. There's got to be a reason why we haven't seen any attempt at that play called. There's no reason. There are several – a couple attempts they had in within the five-yard line, and they didn't run that play not once. Um, the other thing that kind of got me, too, about this offense, the, the Titans, as I looked, were one of the best running defenses, rushing defenses in the league. Um, but th- the fact I think that they don't have J.K. Dobbins has a is I think the impact of J.K. not being there is it's showing how much of a loss he's been for this the zone running scheme, scheme because that's what Todd Munkin likes to run. And look, Justice Hill is fast and everything. Get me wrong, but he's not. I don't consider him a pure running back, and like like a J.K. Dobbins is. Mm-hmm. He's like he can't really get outside and he can't you know find the. Those gaps between the guard and the tackle and stuff, and then take it down the sideline like JK could and can. Um, having Gus Edwards there, like he's a straight line up the A-gap runner. That's what he does. And they kept doing that, especially in the second half, consistently. They just kept, even at the goal line. How many times did they just run up the A gap? Run up the A-gap. They didn't try anything outside. They didn't try. I was, I mean, watching the the Chargers Cowboys game them running a similar offense on the line, and Gerald Everett goes out for, like, a back shoulder catch. <laughs> I'm like, why can't we do stuff like that? Why yeah. can't we just run Andrews down the side, hike the ball, and he's already running wide open, back shoulder end zone? Like, why is it that we we struggle doing this kind of stuff? And then, again, like I said, why are there no you know quarterback draws in the red zone when Lamar is, you know, clearly have it, uh, have it going, especially in with that fourth quarter When Lamar was like it was a third and three, a fourth and three or something like that. And Lamar's dead to rights. And he like shakes like three guys and runs it into the for the first down. I'm like So Lamar Here's my thing. I understand like mobile quarterbacks have a shorter career span than most other players. But you gotta if you you can't worry about that if you're like the coach or the game man, the game planner or the offensive um, coordinator stuff you're trying to win football games at the end of the day and your best player is on in the red there's no reason why lamar shouldn't have at least one play in the red zone you shouldn't have each of those because if you're not going to run it teams aren't going to respect it you know and it, i don't know it just sometimes the play calling to me and then it felt like sometimes in, during that game Harbaugh got too conservative sometimes mm-hmm. where he's like i'm just gonna kick the field goal and i was like all you need is a yard it get the yard. I'm like it's again there's certain point you, you as as a head coach you you, you understand this it's 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 fine to go for on 4th and 1 in the red zone depending on the situation. Right, depending on the game, right? Where it is in the game when you should be doing it. And I felt like a couple of times that Harbaugh because he didn't use Tucker the last couple of weeks, felt like he needed to overuse him. I think Tucker kicked six field goals in this football. Game. Yeah. Um but even then, after the Titans scored their touchdown, it was five points. It was like, here we go. Here we go. So I'm like, my question, I guess, for you guys, when when do you feel like it's, this Ravens offense, if ever, is going to just press down a little bit on the gas pump?
1: Yeah, I, I think what you're seeing is, is exactly what you said. I, I think it's a little bit of overcompensating for the mistakes that he made in that Steelers game um, with us not taking the points and leaving points out there on the field. And also, I think it's also a combination of the opponent. I mean, our defense is playing so well. I think he just probably wasn't concerned with um, with the field goals, you know, being, a, being an issue because I guess we were playing well. So he's like, it's not going to be a big deal. We're, we're pretty much holding him out the end zone just as much as they're holding us out the end zone. But we're at least getting in the red zone e- way easier. So I, I think he was just kind of overcompensating for that. Um, you're right about the running back situation JK is definitely um, missed Um, the running backs that we have now um, are really good backs but they're one dimensional Mm -hmm. Hill, he's good at what he's good at and Gus Edwards he's good at what he's good at and neither one of those guys are good at what each other are good at (laughs) so JK kind of had the best of both worlds in that case where you know he had the burst where he can get you outside and he also had the power where he can go up the middle as well and not having that versatility back there is definitely, you know, kind of hindering us a little bit um, for, for that take. Um, but yeah, John, I, I just think, you know, what we've kind of made our name for in the last like three or four seasons, if not more than that, has been going it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. But when you lose games and John gets asked all week about this decision of not kicking a field goal, not kicking a field goal, Kind of like you know it's hindsight 22 but you know i guess he's just you know whatever whatever happens the the heat from taking points and not going for it is going to be way less than the heat from not taking the points and losing the game so i think at that point you know he just had that recent game in his head and you know he's like at this point we just need to get out of here with a win Mm -hmm. and as, as conservative as it is i'm not necessarily mad at it um i i I do like the idea of going for it and giving your offense confidence because I think that does build a lot more momentum when you go for it and get it but if you look back and he doesn't get it you know now we're looking at a a different conversation um so you know it's 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 tough um either or you know it's this week I'm not mad at it there will be weeks where you know he's going to have to you know just go for it we're gonna have to go all out and and, and go for the go for the first down I mean we that's what we know our our team has built our brand on not caring I mean he used to go he used to use analytics it seems to me this this season which I'm not 100% mad at him it seems like analytics are more out the window Mm -hmm. this year than I've seen in any other season every other season it seems like it's always a calculator involved this this these few weeks it seems like he's it seems like he's doing what he thinks we should be doing um, so I'm not mad at it. Just coming off the loss we came off of, and and the Titans, they were the most conservative. I think that, I think if anything, they should be criticized for not going for it because they had a couple of uh and very shorts mm-hmm. and elected to kick the field goal, which I was surprised. I'm like, you guys are the underdog in this game. Like in some in some cases, you know, it makes more sense for you to go for it because you not only need you know, those points to to, to build a, a larger league, but you need the momentum more than than what we needed based on how we were playing at that point in the game. So um, the Titans fans, I was sitting around, they were, you know, they were saying oh, they were pissed at Rabel for not going forward on a lot of those downs, especially when you have Derrick Henry mm-hmm. and he didn't even take, I think he barely took 50% of the snaps in that game. Like I think Tajay Spears was actually probably doing better than him. If you take out the two chunk plays that Derrick Henry mm-hmm. had, it really did nothing. It really did nothing. But you have them. So if it's fourth and one, fourth and two, and you're kicking a field goal and you're inside the twenty, it's like it's overthinking. It, man. Yeah, let we do play. Don't. Let your you got town. Let your players. We we they have they Lamar Jackson, but we, we don't have Derek Henry in the background. So yeah. you know, I'm it's it's, it's hindsight twenty two, and we won the game, so I can't criticize them too much.
2: Yeah. Um. My criticism is this offense. Gives us two quarters of great offense yeah. and then two quarters of mediocre, inconsistent, um, mysterious, don't know what you want to do, indecisive, conservative offense. Every single game. It's like we see that flash, we get all excited, our adrenaline gets going, and then it's like a lie, you know? Um... You know and I don't know what it is the other thing I'm saying is like we have a lack of identity inside the red zone we don't know what we want to do um, even in the weeks that we were successful there were moments where we were like remember week one they threw that same screen to Zay like four three mm-hmm. well they threw it to Odell then this to Zay and Nelson so got three, it too, right. three times in a row I think on the next drive but it was like what do we want to do what is our identity inside the red zone and similar to what Miles says What has been our identity inside the red zone the past four years that has worked for us? Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, with a mix of Gus Edwards. I think the key for us is we have to make Lamar a a triple threat inside the red zone, a threat to hand it off, a threat to pull it and run, and a threat to throw it. Every play, he needs to be that triple threat, and we have to use it. So, like, I agree with everything you all have said. I agree with, you know of uh, what Corey's saying about the empty backfield because I think all those things just go into the the notion that your key thing here is everything has to run through Gus, Mark, and Lamar inside that red zone. Um I, yeah like I wouldn't mind seeing Mark just split out wider we throw that fade from under center to him and not OBJ. Um so but anyway um, you know, overall, like the conservative nature of our team, I would really love us to get away from it. I think, you know, we're so focused on the win or maybe not losing, and that can bite us in the butt later. Mm-hmm. Because this schedule is not getting easier. We're going against a winning team in the Lions. We got the 49ers still on the schedule. We have the Dolphins. Chargers still on the schedule. Well, not the Chargers, but the Dolphins. Um the Chargers the Dolphins. I think yeah, Colin I Murray, know. Colin Murray's is
0: going to be back for the Cardinals when we. I don't want to hype.
2: Do. I don't want to hype the Charges. Okay. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chargers suck. Charges suck, oh, man. Suck. We we still got some division games left. So my yeah, point yeah, is, yeah. like, we we can't just go conservative and play not to lose. We have to play to smack teams in the mouth. That's the attitude we need to have. The attitude that our defense is bringing is what we need from our offense, and I think it needs to trickle down from the top. And when I say the top, I mean hardball, Monk, and Lamar. That's the top three. That's the yeah. Trinity right there. And he needs to trickle down from there to the other players. He needs to come in with the attitude like with a smack him in the mouth. That needs to show from our play calling, he needs to show from execution. I want Lamar to get up in people's faces like he was doing in preseason. You know, he was getting in people's faces in training camp. I want to see it in the game because we haven't seen it yet this season, yeah. but he did it in training camp. So. I think that's going to be the key. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not mad at us trying to win the game, but I am mad that we're playing not to lose. Um, and I think that was evident in some of the the lack of risk taking. I mean, I haven't seen us really push for the deep ball these past two games. I mean, I love some of the play calls. I love that screen to Nelson. I would love to see that was a touchdown. A, if, yeah, <laughs> if,
0: if, if that corner doesn't yeah. grab his feet, that's a touchdown. You, that was he's gone. You barely. Yeah. But I too, mean,
2: we had a couple screens like that where I felt like Nelson, Nelson
0: wanted that one because he was like, I got to get this one back for last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But,
2: um, you yeah. know, I want to see more of that. But I also want to see the balance and taking those shots like yeah. we need to establish threats. I said this last year when we were under Roman, like we have to establish threats because the more you establish threats, the more you keep a defense off balance. Um, so I want to see more of that um and i just want to see rashad bateman the heck out of there but that's another thing back to you miles
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no you brought up a good boy travis it feels like the the uh i don't know the not mantra but i guess the yeah the attitude attitude on defense is night and day compared to the offense, right it feels like when when the defense goes into their meeting room like they're playing dmx in there like they're they're like they're amped up when they're on their side of the field getting running their drills and stuff they're in a whole different environment Meanwhile, it seems like on Harbaugh's side, they're playing like, you know, like Zen music, you know, everything's like, light noise, everything's like, going to be calm, we're going to be collected, we'll be together, you know, it's like, on the other side, like, we're ready to hit people's the people, but look at Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton knocked two guys out this week, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like, Kyle's not the biggest guy, like, you know, size-wise, but clearly he he knows how to hit dudes, like, he knows how to hit them on the field, so it's like, uh but you're right the offense is like it doesn't feel like that side of the ball is wants to attack now look i think lamar deep inside wants to i think lamar wants to do that but i think again i think our ball has a little bit more control i guess on what the offense does has a little bit more say and what goes on with the offense than the defense does um and i think it shows i think it's they do get to a point we saw i think in Lamar had completed. I mean, how many times we've seen this this year already? tomorrow (laughs) he will complete like the first eight classes, like no incompletions.
1: He did seven of seven for 99 yards to seven different targets.
0: Yeah, how many times we've seen that already this year, right? The the first nine, seven to ten scripted passes or whatever are completions, nonstop completions. Like, he's not missing anybody, anyone um they even said so apparently I heard I was listening I was watching the all, the, the all 22. uh and the guy was saying that say, if you look the play uh when they the play that Odell caught the slant across the middle uh that was an audible by Lamar Lamar cool. saw something he switched he was doing something with his, he, he basically switched the play and told Odell just cut inside he saw him right there bam they the got all
1: the well. the Aguilar play was a Agu- lot of yeah. yeah so
0: so what we're, we're seeing now the progression Lamar week to week now is getting more comfortable running this offense and I think uh, like you guys you guys said I think a few shows ago is that the end goal I think by the by towards the end of the season is that Lamar has full control of this offense regardless yeah. of what Harbaugh says right so if, if lamar is seeing something it's similar to a safety coming up or they're playing eight in a box or something and he, he sees a deep shot available lamar's just going to take it regardless of what munkin and Harbaugh say i'm taking this i'm taking this shot i trust my guys we're taking this shot um it, we, they, and they said that wasn't training camp the lack of deep passes and even in training camp but they rarely even practiced it it seemed like um so but in order to be more to beat teams like the dolphins and the chiefs and stuff you're going to need these huge chunk plays you're going to need 40-yard 50-yard gains you know you can't just hope to throw a five-yard slant your guy takes it 50 60 yards you, there's they're going to be some occasions where to keep them honest because it's lamar jackson and you got gus back there and who knows maybe keep mitchell starts to ball out or something that he's active um you got to keep them honest and not let them stack the box like that keep them honest so I'm hoping as as these weeks go on, Lamar, will see something like, "Nah, we're going to check out of that. We're going to this," you know. Yeah. Um. Monkey, I think
1: I was gonna uh, say, um, Monkey has to get the receivers in order, like, yeah, I don't know what it is. But we're it's starting to the the miscommunication to the receivers have been like steadily increasing week by week. I I counted four passes that were clear miscommunications one was to Zay Flowers it was a short pass but opening from one side to the other same thing with Bateman on the interception Bateman was supposed to open up to the, come back to the outside based on where the defender was positioned he came back to the inside that's why Lamar threw it straight to the sideline there But so that was an interception Andrews there was one where he was supposed to go deeper than what he did and the last one was um who was it it was B- oh and Beckham the one where he was on the sideline standing by himself Yeah, miscommunication breaking from one side to the other, and he was alone. So like, I don't know what's going on with the miscommunication with the receivers, but something has to tighten up there because there's been a lot of yards just left on the field just Mm -hmm. off of simple miscommunication plays. And as good as Lamar's has been, like these are the little things going forward week to week is going to take the take us to the next level offensively. A lot of this stuff is happening. On well, Christian downs as well, so that that's that's one thing that we got to get cleared up. That's like a main thing that I notice also when I was rewatching the game.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, another part about this too is that offensive of line is I wouldn't say they're bad, they're not good either. Like yeah. it's they're pretty mediocre right now. Like Stanley, I don't know if he's gonna he may be done. Like to be honest with you, like he he's not blocking the way he should and they're not that the bad part about the way that run game looked in on sunday was they weren't getting to the second level at all like their guys usually the ravens run game are able to knock their guys down and able to get to the linebackers and the safeties and block them upfield they were doing none of that none of it Lived like on those fourth point. and short third and short plays they were getting no push even on that direct snap to mark andrews there's a direction after Mark Andrews that the, the the Chiefs run all the time, and there was no push.
1: I don't want to see that play ever again. That was, yeah. they tried. I remember they did that a
0: couple years ago. Didn't they do that
1: a couple years ago? It, did it,
0: it was
2: last earlier.
1: year. Yeah, last, last year, year, and it didn't work then. I thought he did it earlier this season. I could be I wrong. I, could be wrong. I, think I think he did. I think he I don't may want to. It. I don't want to see that again this year. I, yeah, I will give our props. We we dog him all the time, and he deserves it. But he 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 tucked that red flag back into his pocket he was, I was a, like i don't, I don't, don't I want to challenge the gift i want this play dead <laughs> finally, he finally tucked the red flag he finally didn't throw it he was thinking about it. he wanted to throw it so bad he finally tucked it we usually see him throw that so she shout out to him for not throwing that flag he was clearly short yeah. <laughs> he um, wanted this so bad
0: before we move on to the next topic real quick uh what was i gonna say here raven's offense they pointed out are 10th right now in the league in points in the points per game in the first half. And in the second half of every game, they're 20th. Big they drop. Good. Yeah, top weird. 10 in the league, first half. 20th. You can't be like that. If you're going to get up against the top teams in the AFC, you're gonna to need to be at least equal. Top ten in the first half and second half scoring points because you can't keep doing this. I guess we've seen it for weeks, and people have been calling the radio saying the same thing by this conservative mindset of this offense. And there are plays down the field to be made, but this conservative offense in the second half is leaving these – these are professional football players, 32 teams. If you allow them to get back in the football game, they will get back in the football game. Yep. <clears throat> and we've seen it too many times now under Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. So you get got the Lions coming up this Sunday. Arguably, I, I don't – look, everybody's been – Stephen A. Smith got him on top of his list now, number one team. Uh, Everybody is on the, the Lions bandwagon right now. And, they're, and the, the funny thing is, is that we're both going to be our toughest contest this season. The Lions haven't really played anybody. The Ravens outside of playing, I guess, the, the Browns and the, the Bengals and Steelers haven't really played too many tough teams. This will be our first for both Ravens and Lions.
1: Lions got the Chiefs win, right? They got the Chiefs win. Week, oh, that, week, yeah. that
0: was it, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I don't count that. Yeah. And then Kelsey wasn't in the game. Week one, yeah. yeah Travis Kelsey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true that. Let's um, oh. touch on this one real quick. Uh, Caleb Williams wants a share of an NFL team. Um, now, obviously, this was a wild statement, especially considering he just threw three interceptions in that in that loss to uh, was that Notre Dame? That they lost to. Um, look, no, no player in NFL history has ever gotten that kind of deal. Tom Brady's never gotten it, Tyree Bradshaw, Tory Aikman. I'm talking about franchise quarterbacks that were that are like solidified with the team, like John Elway and the Broncos, right? No quarterback has ever gotten that. And he's saying, I want a share of an NFL team that I get drafted to. And the way he made it, the statement was, well, I'm not coming if I don't get, get a share of it. Look, man, like I said, for people that don't remember, Maurice Clorett, he didn't it wasn't it's not a similar thing, but he tried. He tried to uh get to the NFL early by what he tried was after his sophomore year, tried to declare for the NFL draft and said, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And the NFL was like, Nope, I don't care how good you are. The NFL is a machine at the end of the day. They're like, Yeah, you're probably one of the best prospects we've seen since Andrew Luck. Best prospects we've seen since Troy Aikman or whatever, Joe Montana, but we can live without you. Like, <laughs> if that's going to be the end all be all, yeah, we won't draft you then. We'll just leave you be. You can go play in the USFL or something. XFL. Well, it's the, I guess the XFL now. You can just go play in the XFL. Don't, don't, don't. I mean, how many times have we seen them make examples out of players just because? they let them know we're the NFL. We don't need you. So, I mean, look, I, the NL money must have guys thinking differently right now <laughs> in college football. Um, but uh do, I mean do you, what do you guys think you guys think this is a feasible thing for him to, to want or is it just him, just him throwing you know throwing throwing darts you know right now to see today I don't
1: I don't know man I think um this is really early to in your career to be your NFL career hasn't even started yet um and I think you're just putting a huge target on your back and as if it's not enough pressure already of being a possible on um, first round pick or whatever the case may be that already comes with enough pressure you're up you're adding unnecessary pressure to you right now um Aaron Rodgers attempted to do this and you know if, if he couldn't get it done he's a proven bet bowl and quarterback if they're not giving a stake what makes you think that they're going to give a rookie um this type of this type of stake when you haven't shown a or anything what, what if they give you a stake in a team and then you come to the team and you stink it up? We don't know what you're going to be in the NFL. I mean, yeah. what you're projected to be. That has nothing to do with what you're actually going to be. And I think he just melting, just unnecessary pressure on himself. Maybe he is throwing stuff at the wall just to see what, see what sticks. Um, maybe in the future, the landscape will be a little bit different. I just don't think that he's done enough. Um, obviously, he's really, really good, but he hasn't done enough to demand this type of, you know, this type of treatment at this point. I mean, unless it's something that I don't know that I'm missing, uh, I I don't see that there's any way in hell that any team is going to get a mistake. I mean, for all that, he might as well stay in college and and if you don't like the team that's going to have the first pick this year, stay another year and see what happens next year. But, you know, I it's only been a couple of times that I can remember where these type of, you know, there's been some sort of demands like that. I, th- I think Eli Manning might have been one, but he wasn't asked for a mistake. I think he just
0: He's wanted a trade. He didn't yeah, want to play yeah. in San Diego.
1: <laughs> just like that. I mean, if you want to come in the league and, and demand a trade, maybe that's one it's been thing done.
0: John Ellie did it. Yeah, in it, Baltimore.
1: It it happens. So I mean, it maybe if if it's something like that, we you know that has precedence We've seen it happen before. But the whole demanding a stake in a team is kind of like the nerve. Like yeah, you don't. The, the, NFL, the NFL does not know you yet. Like, you know, that, that's not, who knows what will happen i mean maybe in a few years like i said the landscape will change and then maybe it'll be more leverage for whatever reason obviously these nil deals in the fine print the players are starting to learn what they're actually generating and what they're actually are deserving so i'm mm-hmm. sure that has a lot to do with it so i'm never i'm never a proponent of uh of saying that somebody shouldn't get their money i mean i think we all should get our money but this is a lot more than than what you know the typical. Like I, I just don't see where I don't see where whatever makes sense.
2: Yeah, um, I applaud them. Anybody trying to get ownership and money, I applaud you.
0: But well, come on now, <laughs> NFL and the league, NBA you could do, Major League Baseball you probably could do,
2: NFL, NFL. Come on, man, this is the epitome of the good old boys club. This is this is corporate America. You know they don't want you to have a piece of their piece of their pie um i don't see it happening um i hope the nfl progresses to a place where a vested veteran could have that in their contract i would love that to be a part of the cba but a rookie come on all these come on zach wilson was a top three quarterback right top three Mm -hmm. pick yeah I mean, he's playing better now, but, you know.
0: Johnny Manziel was the number one
2: pick. Blake, (laughs) I mean, not Blake, uh, Baker Mayfield, number one pick. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, number one pick. You think somebody's going to invest ownership in a draft pick that's unproven? It's too hit or miss. It's too hit or miss. Too many factors. But I would like more players to start demanding it because I think where it could happen is, um, you know, a vested veteran has shown improve and like after that first contract if you've met this criteria you can have the option to have ownership or shares in the organization um, whatever that looks like Um, so i can see that and i hope you know we get to a place where that is available because in corporate america that's available i mean stock options are essentially ownership Mm -hmm. um but no not for caleb williams i think you know it's 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 great it's great for the brand it's great to raise his exposure, his aura, and who he is. But, I mean, you keep playing these dangerous games, that leak is going to come out. You know, Caleb Williams is a bad teammate. You know, Caleb Williams uh, has a OnlyFans
0: or something. I don't know. Like, Starge Parlor. His granny's. I mean, you better phone. be careful. Don't take no guests from nobody, man. Don't got take, it. yeah, we got a party want you to go to, Caleb.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. The NFL, some dude in a, in, a, in a trench coat taking pictures. like, Gotcha. Yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's in that entanglement
2: with Jada Pinkett, you know. Right.
0: Something something, you know, yeah, mentioned her next <laughs> memoir, like you know, Right. Like that. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, it's it's a uh, no. You're right. I, I would hope that one day, you know, especially guys like you know, like Ray Lewis now with the Ravens, you would think he would definitely have like rights. Like if anybody's expected to have like rights and like a team, you know, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp with the the Broncos. And, you know emma smith and the cow like the troikman emma smith Michael irvin like cowboy stock something like that like um but that's that's gonna take i think more some of these good old boys passing away <laughs> or selling their teams to more um i guess uh um forward-thinking ownership um, but as of right now yeah. mm-hmm. um other week six news um uh, you know we saw obviously Today, we saw Anthony Richardson, since you mentioned it, Travis, that uh, he got shoulder it, shoulder surgery that's going to end his season now. He's only he played, well, he missed one game, so four games. He played four games this year. Um, He looked good for the four games he did play. Um, I, It's going to be a, it's a little concerning that his shoulder didn't hold up for a whole season. That's a little concerning uh, if you're the Colts. <laughs> going forward i mean i'm not sure the severity of it but obviously it was like they said he had to weigh his options and he decided to get surgery i guess it was that bad that he had to get surgery on so um it kind of sucks for the colts i feel bad for him but then i don't they brought this on themselves i thought like this is just kind of payback for the Jonathan taylor stuff yeah, yeah this is all karma come back home yeah if y'all if y'all if y'all you know did get right by my by my by him you know this wouldn't be this would have been an issue
1: I, I wonder if they even would have paid uh, Jonathan Taylor if Anthony Richardson got hurt before nope. this. Nope.
0: Mm-mm. They need him now.
1: <laughs> yeah. They need him now. They need a quarterback now.
0: So, um, yeah. Um, what was the other big one? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, so you see the 49ers lose to the Browns 1917. But that's mainly because, okay, Chris McCaffrey gets hurt, and so does Debo Samuel. Uh, Chris McCaffrey has an oblique injury that he's in and out of the game for. Uh, Debo has to leave the game. Uh, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw like the memes and stuff, they put up Brock Purdy. <laughs> They're like, once once you take away his weapons, he's basically Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better team. <laughs> um, I mean, he look, he I've I've always said, I think, look, Brock, here's the thing they made before that game, a lot of people were saying, is he elite? Is he elite? You know, is he elite quarterback? He's played 16 games. He's played a full season at this point, one year, and I look. I'm not a Ben Robsberger fan, but I did like the quote he said a few years ago. He's like, "We got to stop talking about these these guys in year one and year two. Like they're they're the guys already. Like let's let's wait to see where they're like in year five. When they hit year five, let's see where they're at." He's like, well, "There's a lot of guys that had one good year. There's a lot of quarterbacks that had one good year and then stinking up the rest and are not in the league anymore." So he's like, we gotta stop crowning guys. And look, I didn't. I'm not gonna say he had a horrible game, but it showed. Like, you know, if I, I've always looked at Brock Purdy as another version of Alex Smith, you know, a better Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over like Jimmy does usually. He can find Debo. He can find Brandon Ayuk. You know, Kittle. Like, he knows where to throw the football. He's pretty efficient with it. Um, but it shows that if he doesn't have those guys around, like, he's, he's gonna struggle a bit. If he's got to yeah. make those throws to guys he's not really comfortable with, and they can make you know elite catches or make you know elite runs and stuff like that to get down the field, and he's got to throw down the field to get there, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. So look, I'm mean, like you said, he's only played 16 games. He has every opportunity to get better. We saw Tom Brady was a so a sixth round draft pick, and look where he is in history. So yeah. it's possible. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's a, he's a he's a bum or anything, but um, hopefully. <laughs> piece of student in the game just opens his eyes up a little bit. And like I gotta get a little bit better. You know, yeah. I can't I can't if, if if those guys are out for a long, prolonged time and you know he's gonna be up for a contract in a year or two, I gotta show that I'm worth that money.
1: Yeah. I, I wish I would have known that Christian McCaffrey and Debo would have got hurt before I went to London. I put in three parlays. <clears throat> I hit on everything. And I lost, I lost in this game. Um, so then I expected to come back to a few coins and came back to nothing. So mm-hmm.
0: I had my I had my fantasy rough. team. Both Debo and Chris McCaffrey
1: both got hurt. Was like, yeah, lost. Yeah. to tell you. I mean, he, he was without two of his best weapons. Yeah. For, you know, for most of that game. So you know, I didn't expect too much after that. I mean, you know, he still has Joe Kittle, he still has Brandon Ayuk, but you know Greg Kittle outside of I think the last week the week before he had three touchdowns but outside of that he's been Greg Kittle, George George Kittle has been quiet so yeah. you know he hasn't really been you know doing too much so he's too not too many quarterbacks that'll probably would have done much without having Christian McCaffrey on the field um because their whole offense is it runs through him so like now with him being out and not being consistently on the field, like what what do you do as offense? So I think it is, it is going to be a struggle for him to pivot anyway. But, but yeah, like you said, I, he he definitely is a very very good game manager in, in the situation. Typically, when he got those guys on the field and without him, it's we had we had to ask him to do more than what he typically needs to do. Mm-hmm. So this is what it is.
2: All right, so no, oh no, what I was going to say is, um, you know, the one thing that I'm kind of looking at from those games mm-hmm. is that the Bengals and the Browns are arriving. I'm not going to say the other word, but they are arriving. Like, the Bengals have won two in a row. The Browns have some big wins. So we got to watch out. We definitely got to watch out and win the games that we should win. Um, so we got to keep an eye on these teams because, you know, if, you, if the Bengals get going, I mean, it could be a
0: dangerous team. Yeah, as long as, I mean, if, if Burrow, he, he's been playing, he's played well the last two weeks now. Um, and, you know, Jamar Chase, 70, like, got a seven eleven chain on now. Like, he, he's always open. He's feeling himself. He's always, always open. Um, now, the Eagles also lose to the Jets. I wish, based on the spread, like, I should have looked at the spreads for these games. But some of the spreads are like 14 points. It's like crazy. I'm like, these are these are gonna this sounds like I need to bet on this game. (laughs) Uh, I'm so I'm sure somebody bet the 49ers will lose and the Eagles will lose and won some stupid money. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Um, I wasn't as surprised by the I was I was I wasn't as surprised that the Eagles lost because they have been playing that kind of they've been teetering a little bit all season, haven't played their best football. Uh, And then, you know, uh, Jalen Hurst throw three picks in that game. uh, Aaron, look, Aaron, look, I don't know what it is, man. When Aaron Rodgers is in the building, Zach Wilson plays like a different quarterback. Like, he just plays that. Now Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is on the sideline with the headset on. Uh, he Zach Wilson just plays different. I don't know what it is. Um, but they said they've been struggling. And then, look, I'll tell you what. It really, when it really changed. When Lane Johnson went out, mm. that was it. When Lane Johnson went out, that line couldn't block anymore. Like, it's – and that's what happened last year, right before the Super Bowl. I think Lane Johnson got hurt. Um, and he was kind of in and out towards the end of the season. Um, uh, but he's a big reason why that line, him and Jason Kelsey, are, are a big reason why that line can protect J- Jalen Hurts and get him to throw the ball downfield. Once they stopped doing that, the Jets, that Jets defense was getting after Jalen Hurts. Like he was running for his life, throwing the football down here, throwing it across his body and stuff. Like they're elite. Yeah, it's that Jets defense is really good. The, the offense has got some work. Brees Hall's really good. He's really good. He's starting to. starting to play a little bit better too um but the 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 eagles have been have been uh what's the word i'm looking for they have they've been tap dancing around it that l for a couple weeks now (laughs) they've Mm -hmm. been skating and getting by you know they were getting whooped by the commanders that one week they came back come back and win the football game like they've been tap dancing around it for a couple weeks i'm like it was gonna happen at some point um Mm But as of right now, they're saying like they're not they're not as dominant as they were last year, right? Last year they were beating guys by like 20 points, 14 points, you know. Now they're just kind of eking out wins right now. They're still a good football team, get me wrong. The NFC is pretty weak right now. Um but as of right now, uh I I, th- I think if they're healthy, it's it's the it's the 49ers conference to lose. If they're healthy, if C Mac and Debo and all them healthy and they play the Eagles at right now. I don't think it's even close right now. I love, I love that Eagles defense. The Eagles defense is really good, but they, their secondary doesn't appear to be as good as it was last year. They're not as shut down as they were like last year. Yeah. Um. So they they got some they got some wrinkles. They got some stuff they need to deal with too. But I think they're they're. It's one of those things you rather notice that stuff now because I, as they say, you know, when you're undefeated, you don't really notice all the warts and the moles and stuff while you're winning. You don't notice it. Once you lose, they are like, all right, now we got to analyze everything. Why have you been losing? Well, we've been doing this same thing every week. It just finally caught up to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it did fix some things. I want to see, honestly, DeAndre look at the ball a little more. DeAndre. Did. Uh, he's been he's been money for them. I think they got to give him the ball a lot more. Uh, and not so much for on the tush-push. You know? <laughs> That's a <laughs> brotherly, nasty term. brotherly brotherly shove, as they want to call it. brotherly,
2: call the sho- <laughs> <The> brotherly <laughs> shove, man. It's insane, bro.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't keep surviving off that. Like they can't keep winning football games that way. So they they gotta find a way. For
1: yeah, yeah. I, I missed this game um being overseas. The timing just didn't didn't measure up for me, so I, I didn't see any of this. But like you said, they they've been kinda of teetering around at L for a while, like you said. They've been tap dancing around it and they they're having a lot of consistency issues as well. Um so yeah, until so they get that cleaned up. I think um did Jalen Carter play that game? He was out Jalen Carter was out. Right. So Jalen
0: Carter was out and then um somebody else went out. Another defensive tackle so, went out.
1: So you got a couple D tackles that were out, yeah. and we also had, like you said, Lane Johnson, which is the biggest piece that probably explained a lot of why um, Hurst has been struggling and he's been also, you know, even before that, like in other games, he's been doing a lot of like overthrowing guys, too. So, like, it's a couple of things going on. Um, I think they'll be fine, but I do agree with you. If we're talking about a fully healthy team, I think the 49ers is definitely still um Leading that, division, leading that NFC, that, that conference, in, in terms of who's the strongest NFC team. I still think that the Niners right now have the edge over them in that. Especially in the consistency department, they've been way more consistent. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, Eagles, we knew, they knew a loss was coming, because they've been saying week over week, like, we haven't been playing great football. Mm-hmm. Like, their record was not indicative of how they've been playing. And to be honest, the Jets have been improving every week. I mean, when you look at that Chiefs game, that was kind of a springboard. Like, okay, we may have something here. We may can salvage this season. And they were able to go out. They, they pretty much dominated the Broncos. And then coming into this game, they were, they were kind of just hyped up. That defense came to play. Zach Wilson did what Zach Wilson had to do. Um, and Philly just didn't show up. I, I get the injuries, but... I mean, I'm starting to feel like there is a Super Bowl hangover. The record doesn't say it. So I can't look Mm -hmm. at the record and be like, oh, they got a Super Bowl hangover. But when you watch through the eyeball test, they just have not been playing well. Um, You know, they've been playing. They've been kind of just like playing, just doing enough just to get by. And when a team comes in ready to play and you're playing that way, they're going to smack you in the mouth. And that's what happened here. I mean, Jalen Hurts, three picks. I mean, we talked all week we are we gonna talk about him being worth his money? Because he has Clearly been they had a segment ready for Lamar, year. right? Yeah.
0: Segment was ready for Lamar, not worth the money. Jalen has a bad game. No, nah, it's is fine. You yeah, know, Jalen has yeah. a bad game. When's last right. time Lamar Whatever.
2: had a three pick game? Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> J- yeah Jalen uh Jalen had a rough game. So um yeah, there's that that passion of last year is missing from this Eagles team. Obviously they have coordinators missing from last year. Um, but you know, they, they have a lot of, they have a lot of soul searching to do. I know it's, it's what one loss and you shouldn't hit the panic button, but this has been building over weeks and you know, this is one of the situations where if you don't start the course correct, because you have been sleepwalking, you can see more losses starting to add up and then you're catching yourself looking in the mirror. Like what is this team? Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens with them.
0: And I got my, my dates wrong with the Germany game. Uh the Eagles actually put in Dolphins Sunday night, Sunday night football. Eagles love games. that. Love That's going that. good. Love now, that. now they're now like you see with some of the injuries mounting up. Uh Reed blakenship there, I think one of their safeties is has out with a rib injury, he did not practice. Lane Johnson with his ankle did not practice. Bradley Roby, shoulder did not practice. Devontae Smith with a hamstring did not practice. Uh Jalen Carter with the ankle, limited. <laughs> Uh, they got they're they're hampered right now going against one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. They could be another L this week, this this coming this week. They could get two straight. So uh, it looked like they were gonna, they were going to lock up the NFC East, and then here come those dudes, damn Cowboy fans, damn Cowboys! Like they just can't it's like roaches, man. It just it won't go away, it won't go away. Um, but yeah, that should be that should either way still still be a good game. Um, and you saw they brought in Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Is it yesterday or this morning? I'm like they strictly brought him in to help Devontae Smith catch football. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he's been struggling. He's been struggling this year, Kat, Because he dropped. He he looked he he looked like Nelson Aguilar out there. <laughs> he was dropping. He would drop like at least three of them. Three of them during that game. That game.
2: That's surprising though, because his yeah, scouting report so was that he had year. hands. Yeah, he's
0: so good last year. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's the Super Bowl hangover, right? They're in their own heads. they refill They're mm-hmm. in their own heads. Um. All right. Before we get here, let's talk about this. Uh, this listen lions ravens game so uh right now the line for this game is minus three so it's very, very practically an even game i saw the weather is going to be uh, around 66 degrees it will be windy extremely windy apparently with, like 20 to 30 mile per hour gusts uh so that's not necessarily not really good for kicking kicking the football so that kind of eliminates your best weapon in justin tucker unless you could find breaks in the wind during the game or something or if it's if it's one of those north to south winds or something. I think the, the Ravens stadium is set up east to west. I think it's east to west. So hopefully the wind is blowing either east to west and they we kind of figure out if they want to kick whichever side. Um, I'm actually going to be at that game. I'm going to that game. Um, but, you know, like I said, again, uh, uh, Lions coming in 5-1, and one, Ravens 4-2. and two. Um, uh, David Montgomery, I think, is out. Uh, he's doing, He's hurt right now, so Jameer Gibbs is going to be their starting running back right now. Uh, Jamison Williams is officially back. He had, I think, a touchdown this past week. Uh, so he's kind of back in the fold, one of their speed guys. Um, now, question is uh, for the Ravens. Uh, you know, they're playing at home. We've said before that it feels like these home games for the Ravens don't feel, as, feel like they're home. They don't have that home field advantage that they used to, right? Um, the Lions are typically a dome team. They play on turf. they usually playing on grass. Um, it is raining the day before, I think, on Saturday a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be too muddy or anything for Sunday. Um, but the Lions are actually one of the better teams in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. They're actually one of the best teams in the NFL stopping the run. I think even better than the Titans. Uh, so that's going to be a very big issue with a run game, which I would think if now the keep mitchell is activated this would be the perfect opportunity to bring in keith mitchell to open up that zone running game uh if their their main thing is stopping the run and they if they can open up lanes and look this is how i would like to use keith mitchell in this game right i'm pretty sure they're going to test the waters to see how interior lines blocking the blocking the run game stuff they are they're, they're going to run the football with gus and in uh, justice hill if that's not working, I would like to see Keith Mitchell kind of use like what the Chargers use, Austin Eckler. We saw it in the preseason with some of these little swing passes little pitch plays and stuff to get the running backs out in space out, outside to get them running downfield. And with the speed that Keith Mitchell has, because he has pure running back speed. Like I said, he looks like he can do the shift. He can shift left and right, still keep the same burst and everything without losing any speed. I would love to see them use him in that manner in, in this game. Um, this is going to be a game, I think, where the Ravens are going to have to score like early. Um, the Lions aren't necessarily the best team, and they're not as good as the Titans. Where I looked at the, the rankings in red zone and red zone defense, the Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL. Lions are around like they said, like eight, 16, 18. They're, they're like kind of middle of the middle of the pack there. So there will be opportunities for the Ravens to score touchdowns in this game. But this is a game where you, if you like, we, we just see them opening it up a little bit, letting these guys get a little more creative on offense. If you're going to get guys involved between the twenties, between the end zones, and you say you're throwing at seven different receivers, that's great and everything. But you also got to do that in the red zone too. You know, you gotta like, you don't know where they're going to. How many, how many times we've we not seen them spread the ball out? Like, we don't see four wide receivers line up on the side, line up on the line, and we don't we see Andrews. You, you got to have your best pass catchers. Have Odell, have Andrews, have Zay Flowers. Uh, line up Keith Mitchell or something like <laughs> on like that. Like you don't know what's who's going to run a drag, someone's going to do a fade route. They're running different things in the red zone. They got to try some different things because what Tomlin has said and many other of these coaches have said about the Ravens that their offense is too vanilla. And I'm afraid that after now six weeks of football, a lot of these teams now have the game they know what they're going to run it like they're not switching it up they're just going to keep doing what they're doing and like we said before they're not they're not running the plays that were effective in the first three weeks we haven't seen them like they haven't attempted them so i don't know they i'm hoping what you guys said is right that it appears that harbaugh is getting away from the analytics i'm hoping that it looks like that's the case but i would also hope that he realizes, hey lamar's our best player we're in the five yard with inside the five yard line if we have multiple opportunities here number eight's got to touch the ball at least once at least he's got to have the ball in his hands at least once. i mean come on so um i i think the the the, the key for this game is that the defense keeps doing what they're doing they're getting pressure They lead the league they're leading the league in sacks or number two in sacks right now uh maddie bk is getting interior pressure now for two straight weeks so that's that's key Jared Goff is not a mobile quarterback at all. So I feel like if he gets pressure, then he's gonna either throw it up high or he's gonna throw it out of bounds or he's gonna he's gonna get sacked. Uh so you don't really have to worry about him running around. I am a little bit worried about Jameer Gibbs though. Just because there's not enough tape on him right now. He's only had he had one good game this this year. I think that one game that David Gomery was out and he had eighty yards on the ground. Um he is from Alabama. He's a he's a he was a really high pick coming out of Alabama as a running back. Um and I'm a little bit worried about what maybe he could do against that defense. But that's, I think, more of a situation where if this game's too close towards the end and that defense gets worn down because they're on the field too much, that Jameer Gibbs could cause them problems towards the middle of the game. So what we, look, we saw earlier, the Ravens are 10th in the first half, 20th in the second half. It's very apparent that, look, you're not going to fix this in one game. So in that first half, you guys have opportunities. Score touchdowns. I don't think field goal is going to cut it in this game. Yeah. Field goal is going to cut it in this game. You need touchdowns in this game. Um, the one thing that did get on my nerves in that London game was, I think it was around the two-minute warning, and I think the, the first half and the two-minute warning, the Ravens had the ball. And it felt like they were playing for the field goal. They weren't playing for the touchdown. They were clearly playing for the field goal. They didn't call a timeout until there were like 29 seconds left on the clock. I'm, like, I'm sitting here watching the replay, like, where's the timeout? There's a minute 42 left. Like, you give you time to drop a play, get downfield, try to score a touchdown. Again, like the mindset in this game has to change. Dan Campbell is gonna be aggressive. He's a former football player. He's gonna be aggressive in the, in this game. He's on he's on this the away team. When they have a chance at the red zone, guess what? They're gonna be trying for touchdowns. The Ravens have to have that same kind of mindset. Where we got to punch them in the mouth first. This is going to be one of those, you know, boxing matches where, you know, we can't let them get past the fifth round, sixth round. You know, if we let them, if we don't knock them out in the first few rounds, they're going to find their wind or whatever. And they're going to put haymakers on us and start knocking us out. So they're going to like, the Ravens are going to have to, if you know you're not scoring points in the second half, they're going to have to, I'm not saying get by 30 in the first half, but you got to at least have a, I, I'm talking 14 14 to 18 points in the first half. they've they've been averaging about three three to four points in the second half of these last few games which is not great you know they haven't put up 30 points yet at all this season um the def like I said the defense does what it does I think um Jamison they they have a good receiving core you know I think Amon Ross St. Brown is playing um just two hours ago practice report so dave montgomery of course he's not participating right now Jamir Gibbs is limited so yeah my st brown is playing um so they have a good receiving core there. so um but again i think they said it would be better maybe to move marlon humphrey at this point maybe move him to the slot and let him guard the outside right now <laughs> just kind of let rock and ronald and let rock ronald and brandon stevens kind of control the outside. They've been playing the most games, most consistently. Let them handle it, and let Marlon kind of work the side the slot position until he gets his you know legs under him a little bit more. um But yeah, I mean, we already know Queen and Roquan going to bring it. We already know they're going to bring it in this game. The question has been the last few weeks: Is this offense going to match that energy
1: for the mm-hmm. defense? So. Yeah, yeah, solid, solid points. I, I agree with almost all of that that you hit on. I think the number one thing. Um, and and Travis hit this you know, hit the nail on the head in the last segment with um, just playing four complete quarters Uh, we have yet to do that and we've just been lacking consistency, I feel like every game if we do something well there's like three things that we do that that aren't, that we don't do well and for this game, we're going to have to play a complete game Um, Monk is going to have to, like I said, get this offense in sync somehow because it seems like even the drives where we're driving down the field and we're we're cooking and we're just stalling out in the red zone um like we did last week but coming into that game last week we had a really really good red zone offense mm-hmm. um, outside of the you know those the loss in pittsburgh and and, and our red zone offense this week so like for me they have to be more consistent in that like you said opening up some more some more of those plays for lamar to just do his thing in the red zone because they were working um as far as uh our rushing attack hopefully keaton mitchell does get some opportunities back there i was actually hoping to see him get an opportunity like uh this past week but um it didn't happen he kind of just left him on special teams but i would i would like to see them try to do something else creatively on um, more offense just to see if we can kind of open up some other things like that that'll just be another target for them to watch especially with his speed that he can bring like you said I, i'm not mad if they do line him up in the slot have him just run a quick some quick slants or whatever the case may be just to get eyes on him i'm um, running across the middle of the field um hopefully you know our running game can somehow um put a dent into to the defense like I, i'm this game i'm actually surprised that we're only that we're favorites at all um yeah. like, i think we're like a three-point favorite somehow right now um i'm actually shocked at that because this is just um point right now is just more of a complete team right now as far as where they're at i think they've won like four games in a row so we're gonna have to put up points um, we cannot play them like we played the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brav will play that game super conservatively. We're not going to get that from um, Detroit at all. So it's really not. We really can't afford to leave um, certain opportunities on the field. We're going to have to go forward on 4 and one. We're going to have to do those things. It's, it's not one of these games where we can just kind of nickel and dime and, and field goal them to death. It's not going to happen because they're going to be able to score points. So um, yeah, I, I just think we just need a. A, a complete game i'm not really concerned too much about the defense but then again i am um it's going to be a different type of offense they have um armor st brown that you mentioned He's the type of receivers, those type of receivers that i'm yeah. worried about he runs a receiver, lot like Ron chase honestly i mean those two guys aren't really that much different in terms of um you know what they can do out there. Like I'm, I'm on St. Brown, he's also like very streaky. He's very mm-hmm. sneaky. Like he, he he gets open kind of in a smooth manner, kinda of like Amari Cooper almost, but he has great hands. So I don't know what we're gonna do with him, but whatever we do, I don't wanna see too many one on one matchup with Armor um, St. Brown with anybody. I think we need to make sure we provide help um he's at on the field. Kyle Hamilton, I just want him to be able to have his free range to do what he does. Hopefully Gino can keep the momentum going and add a, a couple of turnovers as <laughs> well. And our pressure. Um Clowney and Matabike, they played phenomenal last week. Hopefully they can have some similar success. I think Clowney even had the, the amount of QB pressures he's been getting all season is like astounding. Um and the fact that now he's starting to actually get sacks as well, where he wasn't even known for sacks, you know, before this, before coming to us.
0: I think they said he's had nine nine this year already. He had five all of last season. That's what I'm he's saying. He had nine
1: this year. And yeah. the career numbers, I don't think he's ever had more than nine mm-hmm. like in a season. Um, granted, you know, he's been injured and hampered in, in some ways in those other seasons as well. But the fact that he's getting the amount of pressure that he is, I think that's key um, to kind of keep, keep Jared Goff off his game. I mean, he's having a pretty good season, but Jared Goff can be forced into some mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if our defense can get the necessary pressure on them and kind of keep doing what they're doing, I think we'll be fine. But like you said, Miles, it's really on the offense to not have these guys on the field all game. We gotta, we gotta convert, and we gotta, you know, get these first downs. We gotta convert on third downs, and we gotta make plays in the red zone. It just is what it is. Like we're too good of, a, of an offense on the on the. If you look at the roster, like we're too good not to have those type of opportunities. Andrews is the same Andrews that we've had for the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we've added to that. Zay Flowers, the uh, the one touchdown we had in London where Lamar had to scramble and Zay Flowers read his eyes yeah. and went back to the middle of the field. You know that should be that should be a gimme almost whenever you need it. Um, so we just got to see that. We're going to need to see a lot of our offensive players' best games, best yeah. games, uh yeah. in this in this in this season. Um, hopefully it's not as windy uh, to the point where it disrupted the game. We've seen how that's affected some of Lamar's throws, but um, blew up a um, but, but yeah, our offense—we they, they got to come through and help out, um, help out our defense because the defensive ends have been playing too good, and we're asking way more than what we need to ask from them. But you know, they've been holding it down. And that's pretty much to me all they got to do. I mean, it's it's a lot to ask for, but all we're really asking for is for them to play a complete game, and and that includes special teams because honestly, ever, even ever since that block, we haven't looked that much better in protecting for punt. Like a couple of punts after that, that I'm like, okay, that was okay, that was close, okay, that was close to like uh, something's going yeah, on, something's together. wrong, yeah, somebody something's missing their assignment, wrong. man, and and that's that's game records as well so hopefully you know they can figure that out um, but yeah ho- hopefully we don't have to see Tucker as much this week and then hopefully we're just getting in the end zone like give, give Lamar the keys and let him drive and I think we'll be alright
2: yeah Um, my thoughts on this game have changed since Miles gave us the weather report Um, because Detroit is susceptible, susceptible to the pass and my, my thought was, like, attack downfield, let's say abuse them deep. Um, now it's a little different. I still think we can beat them in a passing game, but I think the important thing is going to be the intermediate, the short routes, uh, mixing that up, getting guys in space. Um, that's going to have to be it for this game. Um, you know, I don't know if their dominance against the run or even defensively has to do with who they played because I'm looking at Detroit. I'm like, who have they played or beat besides the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs. I mean, they're playing the Panthers, who are an abomination of an offense. Um, Atlanta, whose quarterback is absolutely terrible. Oh man. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of tough to really pinpoint, like, how good this Lions team is. They're good, but I don't know how good. Um, so, I think we can attack them in the past game. I think we just have to execute I think for two quarters every game we have the right idea and we go away from that so i want us mm-hmm. to be consistent i want us to get the ball in our playmakers hands yes please bring keaton mitchell out throw that running back wheel that is Where always it, seems right? to be yeah. open for it's always us. there you know what i mean and and you know i want to see more of zay getting those handoffs uh, i want to see plays off of that um, I want to see Andrews involved more. I want to see a likely appearance.
0: Yeah. They you know, got to get so, a tight end involved, I think, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, Corey said, I, they got to get another I, tight end involved.
2: And I want to see Bateman on the bench. I mean, I want to see our <laughs> our receiving core of, of Odell, Zay, um, Algorithm, and, you know, mix in Andrews and likely into that. So, um I think that's possible. I I think, you know, that short to intermediate game is there for us. Attacking the middle of the field seems to always be there for us. I don't know what it is, but teams leave the middle of the field open for Lamar all day. Um, So I want to see that. Defensively, Jameer Gibbs scares me more than Mm -hmm. David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs has that game-breaking ability where he can just break one on you. Um, and that's scary. I know there's not a lot of film on him. He probably is not gonna like gash us in between tackles or just gash us all game. But I think there are two to three plays where he could he can break it wide open um and make a huge impact. So that's scary. Um and I do fear him more than David Montgomery. I think the receiving the receiving core is also pretty scary. I think we'll have to play a great game defensively. Um you know, I think you know. Kyle Hamilton is going to have to set the tone. <laughs> if any of those guys come across the middle, I think uh, Roquan and Patrick Queen are going to play a great game. This is this is a big test. This is a big test. Like like I said, I don't know how good Detroit is, but they're good. You know, you don't go five and one and not be good.
0: Right.
2: Um, you know, they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, so mm-hmm. that's the sign of a really good team. Um, but I think if we execute on offense consistently for four quarters, um, attack them in the passing game, get the get our playmakers the ball, they catch the ball, um, protect Lamar as much as possible. I think we can come out with a victory, but I think those things are going to have to be key. And to touch on the special teams part, yeah, special teams is scary. I've never been a Ravens fan who was scared of the special teams play except in the Billy Cundiff years. Year. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, we just had an extra point block last week, and the week before was the punt. That's two weeks where protection completely failed us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody has to answer to that. Like,
0: in a close if, I mean, game, that's a, yeah, that's a yeah Raven, man. you
2: can't do that. It's 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 not something that is Ravens football. So that needs to be addressed this week. If we see that happen again, um, heads are going to roll. I know, yeah, I know some to. people be like, oh, it's special teams. No, 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 no. no. This is an organization that understands the importance of that so you know mm-hmm. it needs to be addressed but you know those are the keys to the game i think uh you know if we if we uh play our game um you know we should win yeah
0: yeah it's um this i mean this is this i think travis you mentioned i think in our our may show when we were talking about the schedule you know this is the time where they need to be going on that run right so i mean you got the Lions this week the Cardinals the week after that the Seahawks and then the Browns like this is this is a very a good schedule for them to go on a run here. um the last few weeks outside of week one and week two the Ravens have gone win loss win loss you can't you can't keep you got to start stacking wins here you got to start getting a little bit more confident in how you got the plan and bringing things along and this is I think this is this is a test to do with it this is a team I think the Lions are going to be in the playoff mix in the NFC I'm not necessarily mean you got going to be even the playoff in the, in the Super Bowl but, you know, if you wanna how are you gonna play against playoff caliber teams, this is it. You know, this is the team you're gonna be playing. I mean, types of team you're gonna be playing. Um now look, as far as receiving cores, look, they've played the 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 the, the not Steelers, but the Bengals receiving cores was pretty good. You know, still so got Jamar Chase out there and T. E. Higgins and them. Um so they they've they've shut down some pretty decent cores, I think, this season already. Uh this will definitely be the, the most I think the Lions are one of those teams where they don't really have they don't have a lot a lot of elite players but they're they play really good team football on both sides like on offense and defense they just play good football uh Aiden Hutchinson is starting to come into his own now he's no TJ he's no TJ Watt but I'm a little worried about him uh against Morgan Moses or even Ronnie Stanley at this point um hopefully that you know he doesn't wreck the game for them I, I'm not sure the remedy is going to be I think it is what it is at this point for off the line uh I don't think they're gonna make a trade or anything at the deadline or anything like that but um that is what it is uh Corey did mention um they they showed on the Tyus Bowser show uh that he mentioned that he's out there practice and he feels good and everything and we haven't seen him I mean he hasn't been designated to be active at all but uh do you do you guys think that he that he comes back at all this season i mean he came in with that knee injury They haven't specified what it is and uh, it hasn't it doesn't seem to be healing on its own like it's been weeks not counting pre all of training camp um within it six weeks it hasn't, hasn't done anything hasn't gotten better usually we would hear like yeah he's on the uh he's on the practice field he's running he's doing some drills and stuff he's not pre- doing team practice he's doing he's not doing any of that yet he's not doing any of that yet. um this this could be the
1: end for.
0: Him. i do love taz bowler he's one of my favorite players in the ravens but
1: yeah i honestly don't know what's going on yeah <laughs> yeah i, just, yeah. You know. I mean He's still very much involved in all of the team activities. Um, when they practice, he's usually on the adjacent field working out or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know what's going on to the point where, to the point where they're even like mum on the reporting of the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reporters—they're barely even asking about it anymore. So it's it's all speculation at this point i don't if it was more of a career thing i feel like that would just be something definitive it came out instead like you know it, it's a wrap for him i don't know if it's just like you're just holding off until you know playoffs or something like that but if that was the case i feel like they would have just cut it so Honestly, I honestly have no idea what's going on. The fact that we don't even know how we got hurt is... <laughs> hey, we still don't know,
0: right? We still don't know. How
1: yeah. That alone yeah. is the craziest part of the situation to me. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Not-
2: yeah, there's two great mysteries in this world. It's like... How did COVID start and what I'm happened to Ty's Bowser's knee? knee.
1: <laughs> Those so we, are the two I think great we know a bit more about COVID. Than we about. <laughs> right, right. This yeah, you got,
0: you probably, so you right. got little snippets here and there, you know, doing how it came about. We don't even, we don't even yeah. have conspiracies. We don't have conspiracies yeah, you about Ty's We got nothing. <laughs>
2: Look, it's like they're just trying to avoid his contract at this point. Because uh, this was, happened like, last year, injury. right?
0: Corey yeah. said, I smell injury, injury settlement coming yeah because
2: wasn't he out for like half the year last yeah. year and he came back They he came then, back towards the end he played like the last four
0: games or something like and that.
2: it's happening all again um yeah I don't have anything on that front I just we've probably seen this is probably his last season I don't know when he's coming back I don't know anything this is just smells fishy yeah. Steve Saunders is somewhere in that building still
0: <laughs> he's got his hands all over right yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was just thinking to myself. I wonder if they if they do that survey again this year, what grade they get a <sighs> the strength and conditioning team. If just they're getting a D, a anything below anything below a C, at this I gotta see some improvement, right? If they're getting anything, they're getting a D or an F. Nah, man, <laughs> didn't fix the problem. Didn't fix the problem. Yeah. Um. All right. So before wh- wh- we got here, uh, scores. What you guys got? Yes. <laughs>
1: It's a tough. It's a tough game to gauge. Um, you know the Lions have been putting up. You know they've been putting up some points. I mean they they've been scoring average like maybe twenty something. But they have a couple of games where I think I think they beat the Panthers about you know they put put up forty two points on them, and they put up like thirty one in a loss to what was the game we lost Seattle I think. Yeah. And they put up another. So they've been putting up points. So it's like it's kind of hard hard to gauge. And I mean, I know it's against sorry teams, but it's like when we play sorry teams, we can barely score, and not even score twenty off. points, <laughs> we can't blow them out. But yeah. for some reason, as much as I think we're going to lose this game, <laughs> I still feel like there's a chance. I do, I do feel like there's a chance that we're going to win this game. I think we play well enough to win. I think we're going to put up thirty points for the first time but I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I'm going 30-27 to 27 in this game. And that's a lot of points that I wanted to give to either side to be honest in this one. But for some reason, I just I just can't see, like, every week I just can't see Lamar going out there and just allowing that to happen again. Yeah, And it's not all up to him, but
0: yeah.
1: at some point, they're going to have to This offense is going to have to play for Lamar. This offense is going to have to play for that defense. And I think It'll be a game like this week where they they might be able to put that together. So I'm hoping um, that's what's going to happen. 30-27, Baltimore.
2: All right. Um, I don't have. I'm not doing a thirty piece the rest of this year because every time <laughs> I do it, I get let down. Mm-hmm. But I do think we put up a decent amount of points. Um, I think we give up some too because, I mean, they have a great receiving core and Jarrett Goff. Is playing like, you know, that last year on the Rams doesn't exist. So cool. I think they can put up some points on us. I think they break a couple. I actually think they're gonna hit us with a trick play. Cause that seems to be what every team does against us. Um I have a I have a, Tucker getting a field goal late in the game to seal the win. Um twenty six
0: twenty four. Do you guys remember the last game the Ravens scored thirty points?
1: Uh, let's say, what, last October or something like that? September 25th, 2022.
0: First, oh. is that the third game of the season? Oh. That's the last time they scored 30 points.
1: That's why I keep predicting 30, man. <laughs> it's got to happen at some point,
0: right? Like, come on. You haven't scored in a, in a whole year. In a whole year, you haven't scored 30 points.
1: I try to give them grace at home where, okay, it's a home game you know I, I feel like we should put up points at home all the time and we just we just haven't done it i think the most we scored this year is what 28 27 28. something like that so 20 i think the most we've scored 20
0: 28. eight. Oh 28. oh okay. yeah <laughs> no yeah. i think 28 is the most we've scored oh, okay
1: um, yeah. which is crazy to me still yeah not having a 30 piece yet is with this new offense, new coordinator, new players, new receivers. I don't know. I think, I, I, I do think if we had JK for sure, we'd be putting up a lot more numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Again, I think this this game, Munkin had an idea what this offense would have looked like with the zone running scheme. And now that his best running back is not on the, the roster, they I'm hoping Keith Mitchell provides some spark to that outside running game. I would like to see it. Um. Now, i say because I'm going to the game. right? right? I'm going to the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said last week that I thought the Ravens were going to lose this game. Either way. I think I said it in the, the, the schedule, so I'm going to keep the same. I might, I have, think, said I might have said it, I too. I think... I think the what what's been ailing the Ravens has continues to ail them, especially on offense, and there's just gonna be plays left on the field. Um, I don't think they're gonna have the drops like they've been having, like they had in the Steelers game. It didn't appear to have that in the Titans Um, uh, but I think there will be opportunities in the red zone. Again, they've been they're two for nine now in the last the last nine attempts. And the way these hardball teams are, and especially on offense, no matter who the coordinator is, they just seem to, they had the same issues last year right they had the same problems last year they couldn't score in the red zone and you got a better on paper ballard better talent that should be able to score in the within the 20-yard line they still are finding issues where they can't so um it's going to be a tight game uh i'm, I'm going to say the lions lions 24 ravens 20. Mm. twenty four. I hope i'm wrong yeah i'm bad at that we'll see oh Who yeah uh, before we get out of here uh Corey just posted it i just saw i was listening watching, watching engraving videos apparently did you, did you see that there was a post-game fight between odell and jeffrey simmons
1: no i oh, didn't damn. see it and i stuck around yeah, yeah. I didn't see it, but I did hear about it on Marlon's uh, podcast. Marlon,
0: Marlon said he was going up to Jet, like he was going up to look like he was going to swap jerseys with Simmons, but Simmons still had his helmet on. He was like looking, obviously looking for Odell. Looking, he's like, "What's going on?" So he's here to take his jersey off and stuff. But then after he sees Simmons is gone, next thing he sees is he hears he says Rod, Rod, who Rodney apparently is their security, has the head of security for the Ravens. And he called his name out. And he said, "Anytime you say said, well, players, like, we hear Ryze's name, and something, something's going down. Yeah. So they called him. They said, next thing he knows, he sees is Odell and, and Simmons just throwing – they're just throwing punches. They said yeah. Odell grabbed him by the face, man. So they just started I mean, – they were a, a legit fight. Probably but they okay. said it stemmed from the, the PI call that Odell forced, that Odell got, you know, by, you know, the flop a little bit. <laughs> you know, he got that veteran call, but apparently he was talking <laughs> – yeah. They showed Odell going back to the sideline, still talking to Simmons, like talking trash. And I guess Simmons was like, all right, I'll see you after the game and just kept it after the game. So, Yeah. I'll, I'll say because it didn't happen on camera, I don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah, I
1: think yeah. if it happened on camera. There's no video of it right now. Yeah,
0: I think if they happened on camera, maybe. But I don't think there's no video of it. Only The only reason we know about it is because of Marlon. Marlon said it. Uh, I don't think the NFL is going to do anything at this point. You know, they, they, yeah. they may they may advise the teams to do their own disciplining or whatever that may be. Um, but you know, Odell's a veteran. Do that. That's one of those things. And the other thing is too, at least from the Ravens' standpoint, they can always say he came looking for him. Odell wasn't looking for Simmons. Yep. Simmons came looking for him. So Odell was on our sideline. We were all chatting and up talking with the media and stuff like that. He came looking for him. So he was a he he's a right to defend himself. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. Good show. Um, uh, hope the Ravens pull this one out on Sunday. Just to get this roll going. Love to get this roll going. Win, start stacking three or four wins together.
1: And, and let's hopefully never see Devin Duvernay get walked down by a punter. Oh man,
0: I know. I, I know when. I know the crowd was cheering. I know the crowd was cheering. But you could tell when as he's running back to the sideline. let get the guys are like, really, dude. Yeah, come on, you know, go on, man, come oh, the, on.
1: The whole crowd was saying, "Wow, a punter." Wow.
0: <laughs> I know that. I know as he came back to the sideline, like using, you know, everybody else. Hey, that was a good run. That's a good run on sideline. You know, football players. Like, the punter really do anybody like- <laughs> that's a punter, or a kick returner, right? You don't let the kicker or the punt attack. No, nope. don't
1: never. They gonna take Keaton off that. You know what I mean? They'll take him off that they'll put him right in that spot.
0: They'll put Keaton right there. I bet you Keaton can score a touchdown there. Yeah. Can score a touchdown. yeah. Um, all right. So uh that's it. Uh so you should be some good football this week. I said I'm definitely looking forward to the uh Dolphins Chiefs game Sunday night football. So hopefully yeah, the Ravens win. Good. A good ride home and I can watch that game Sunday night football. So thank you guys for watching, uh listening as well, and um uh, we'll catch you guys uh next week.
2: Peace. Trade Bateman.
0: Ha, ha, ha.